Welcome to this feature from Scran, Scotland's culture and history website at www.scran.ac.uk. Today, most people expect that all adult citizens should be treated equally. But less than 100 years ago, things were quite different. Men and women were treated differently, and women did not have the right to vote in elections. It was felt, rather patronisingly, that women could not understand such matters. And so, in the late 1890s, women started to organise and protest. The title of suffragette was given to members of the women's suffrage movement in the United Kingdom. Women were seen to be on the warpath, as shown in the cartoon. The term suffragette comes from the word suffrage, which means the right to vote. In 1897, Millicent Fawcett founded the National Union of Women's Suffrage, an organisation committed to peaceful protest. Progress was slow, and so in 1903, the Women's Social and Political Union was founded by Emmeline Pankhurst and her daughters Christabel and Sylvia. This became better known as the Suffragettes, and they countenanced violent protest. Not all women supported the suffragettes, and in fact many argued against their approach in the anti-suffrage movement. Mrs Pearson, at one of the anti-suffrage meetings, gave eight reasons why women should not get the vote. These included women being swamped, having socialistic tendencies, being susceptible to outside influences, causing homes to break up, and the clear fact of the non-equality of the sexes. It was in 1905 that the suffragettes made their first major impact when Christabel Pankhurst and Annie Kenny interrupted a political meeting in Manchester, being addressed by Winston Churchill and Sir Edward Grey. In those days, you were meant to listen politely. They were thrown out of the meeting and arrested. Both refused to pay a fine and went to prison to highlight their case. Suffragettes went on a hunger strike when imprisoned. Fearing they would become martyrs, the government ordered force feeding, which caused a public outcry. Asquith's government responded with the so-called Cat and Mouse Act to prevent suffragettes from obtaining public sympathy. It allowed the release of those whose hunger strikes had brought them near death, and their subsequent re-imprisonment once recovered. The suffragettes refused to bow to coercion. They burned down churches, as the church was seen to be against what they wanted. Women vandalised shop windows in Oxford Street in London. They changed themselves against railings of public buildings, including Buckingham Palace. Suffragettes were lowered from the roof of halls at public meetings to protest, and they shouted abuse through loud hailers at Parliament. They even firebombed the letterboxes of politicians. One suffragette, Emily Davidson, died after she threw herself in front of the King's horse at the Epsom Derby of June 1913. The suffragettes had their first martyr. The suffragettes might have become more violent. By 1913 they had blown up the house of Lloyd George. However, in 1914, Britain and Europe became engaged in World War I. Patriotically, the suffragettes stopped their campaign to support the war effort. 
During World War I, from 1914 to 1918, there was a serious shortage of men available to work in factories and offices because they were in the armed forces fighting for their country. Women were required to take on many of the traditional male roles. The work done by women in the First World War was to be vital to Britain's war effort. This led to a new view of what a woman was capable of doing. Political acceptance of women's suffrage began during the war and on the 6th of February 1918, Parliament passed the Representation of the People Act, granting the vote to women aged 30 or more. Women voters had to satisfy one of the following conditions. Own a home, be the wives of owners, occupy property with an annual rent of £5, or be a UK graduate. Finally, women in the United Kingdom got the vote on the same terms as men in 1928.